Hey guys, welcome to the Delta Flyers. I am your host, Garrett Wong, and here's my co-host, Robbie Duncan McNeil. Well, hello there, sir. How are you? I'm good. Are you in a holodeck? Where are you? I am in a holodeck. Your background looks yes. like a holodeck. Yes, yes. Is that I, our holodeck? That's our holodeck. And I, wow. I really feel like, uh, you know, that this, this is a good background because this show is all on the holodeck almost. A lot of it is. So. Don't tell me. Don't tell oh, me. Oh, yeah. Me. Okay. All, all right. right. I'm, I'm, I'm spilling the beans a little bit here. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I just want to. I'm wearing the uh, ChronoWorks shirt right now. Oh, so yes. From Future Zen, part yeah, one and two. We have yeah. an episode-specific shirt, our first mm-hmm. episode-specific shirt. And the reason why it's the first episode-specific is because this is the same design that was printed up by Brennan Braga to give to the crew and the cast, or maybe just the cast. Um, so one of these days when I do find that shirt, I'm going to uh, show everybody. That's but um, yeah, so that's why, uh, that's why we have this shirt, because of that. Yeah, throw honor. Back. Yeah, throwback, right? And uh, yeah. to kind of, uh, you know, give throw a shout out to Brandon and his his episode. So here we Do go. Do you remember Marvin Rush used to make uh, shirts now and then? Yes, the He's, only the only yeah. one I remember was that sweatshirt, right? And it said right. it had the Voyager logo. It had the ship on the uh, on the left or right side. I can't remember uh-huh. which side, but right on the breast area, the uh, the upper chest. And then it said, Rick Berman is a personal friend of mine, is what he put on there. <laughs> yeah. He, he always it, had, he would, he he would was, print these shirts that had like, like a little bit of a jab, but yes. fun, you know, it was stuff yeah. that we yes. people would always say. He made another shirt that was uh, a shot at uh, David Livingston, our director. <laughs> what? What was the shirt? It, it said, the time allotted for this shot has expired. <laughs> Right, because, because David Livingston would always take so much longer than any of the other directors. We just had the longest hours. And uh, Brad Jacobian, our production manager, producer, Brad would come down, have to come down all the time. And, and Brad would always say, David, the time allotted for this shot has expired. And so Marvin made a shirt that said that. That would be a fun. Oh my god! I would be I a totally, good throwback T-shirt. Yes, I totally forgot about that shirt, but um, I definitely remember that because the Rick the Rick Berman is my personal friend. That was a Christmas gift. I remember it was a yeah. sweatshirt during this yeah. uh, winter time that he gave to everybody. Mm-hmm. And that jab is just you know a reference to the fact that in the entire seven years that I worked on Voyager, I saw Berman on set twice, <laughs> two times, two times in seven years. Wow. You may have seen him more. I don't know, but I it just you know he was never there. Never. There's another. I just had a flashback. Do you remember at the very the seventh season, we made hats for the crew, and it said Star Trek Voyager season seven, and on the back it said Fini, like in French, I guess. Yeah, I have that. I still have. Yeah, Hmm. I was the one in charge of getting those ordered and everything. Oh, and I think. I have somewhere in this move, I feel like I discovered that somewhere I had, I found a box of those hats from the finale. Yeah. I think I still have some of those hats, you know, because different departments would make different things. The construction Mm -hmm. department made these plaques that a lot of people know about. They were season specific, but as a cast, we made that hat for the crew. I do remember that. Yeah. And I think I may still have some of those, which would be crazy. I think I ordered extra from you. Did you get reason. them? Yeah, oh. I did. I did. I think everybody got like 
you know, the cast got everybody got one and then i think for the cast we said everybody gets like a dozen more or something maybe but i think there was even we got more in case we needed you know more crew people or day players or whatever find them I, man you gotta find i know them. i should find them i bet people would love they if, would love to I, yeah. I can't promise that i have them but if i can find them that would be something that would be super that cool. would be fun for people to have you know Most and people definitely. maybe maybe as people do our show we'll yeah. get, you know yeah guests and things like that. sure I don't know. be a little parting gift right you know yeah but that that shirt reminds me of how we used to all different departments would make things you know yeah and paramount didn't like it because we were kind of you know putting star trek uh you know stuff on there and they yeah. didn't like they didn't like it they wanted could to you, yeah i mean I, I think that would be awesome to have and, and yeah. then we could just say thank you for being a guest on delta flyers your parting gifts are your star trek voyager season seven shirt and a box of rice you know, like exactly. Like yeah, we should yeah. have like you know, get prizes behind a curtain or. Something. I really think that's the way to go for sure. Okay. Okay. So this week's episode yes. is worst case scenario. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. We're worst almost to the end of season three. We're so close. Oh, oh my god! Oh. Two more limericks, then I'm done. Two more limericks, <laughs> then I'm done. Okay. <clears throat> All right, man. So let's go watch this, and okay. uh, we'll be right back, guys, with our discussion on worst case scenario. Hey guys, Robbie and I are back from watching Worst Case Scenario, and guess who dropped in to join us for our recap and discussion of Worst Case Scenario? None other than Martha Hackett, Seska herself. Hey, Martha. Welcome. I'm back, just like in the episode. <laughs> now, obviously, I knew that you were going to guest host with us today, but I, I we were talking a little beforehand. I didn't remember how you came back. I was like, how is she going to come back? It, it, I didn't remember this episode. Couldn't figure out how on earth you could come back. And I thought it was great what they created, what they wrote for you. Yeah, it's a good script. That's a great script. Yeah. The story within the story within the story. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And what a wonderful surprise it must have been for you when you got a call from the producer saying, hey, we're bringing you back. And you're thinking, but I died. And yet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Only on Star Trek. Only on well, Star Trek. Right. Or maybe a soap opera. Yes, that's right. Star Trek and soap operas, same uh, same playing field yeah, where you can die and similar, come back alive. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Rise from the dead. <laughs> that's right. Well, um, Martha, Robbie and I usually start each recap off with our poetry synopsis of the episode. Yes. So, yeah. So it started with me doing the haiku and Robbie doing a limerick. So haiku being Japanese, I'm Chinese American, you know, and then Robbie being having Irish and, you know, UK blood in him. A limerick was great. But then we swapped because, you know, Robbie was yes. saying how difficult it was. I'm like, OK, so I've been doing the limerick for season three, um, for season three. Yes. And then Robbie's doing the haiku. So, Robbie, will you start us off with your haiku for worst case scenario? I certainly will. Here's our, my haiku synopsis for worst case scenario. Hmm. Maquis versus Starfleet. A story left unfinished. Tom and Tuvok team. That's it. That's <laughs> there you go. Tom and Tuvok team. That I, I alliteration. Think. Yes. Tom and Tuvok. <laughs> I like to call Tom and Tuvok. Tuvom is Tom and Tuvok. Tuvom? Is that Tuvom. the way you can do it? Okay. I'm going to go with Tuvom. Or I'm going to go. It's like a could... celebrity couple. Yes, yes exactly. It's like right. Brangelina. Yeah. Uh, when I see Tom and Tuvok, I always think of that song, 
ebony and ivory. That's all I can think of when I see nice. these two, right? Okay. They're a cute right. couple. They um, are a good couple. Are. We yeah. like them. They're adorable. And some good friction. Tension. Yes. Exactly. yes. Sexual tension. Yes. yes. Always. <laughs> uh, what about your limerick? Let's hear the limerick synopsis. Hollow novel and chance the crew. Seska added changes. Who knew? Tuvok and Tom won out. Lives in danger, no doubt. Phaser backfires on Seska. Pew, pew. <laughs> Very funny. Nice. It is really cool, the backfire. Yes, it, it is. is. It is. My 21 year old the other day was like, that's a pretty cool way to die. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. And I and love- also, I was packing the biggest heat. I mean, it was like a 21st century gun. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you did. Someone else yeah. had a big gun. The big mm -hmm. phaser rifle. Yes. That's right. That and, I, cool. and I loved watching and comparing the two reactions to dying via a malfunctioning phaser rifle between Janeway when she bites oh, yeah, it and then when right. you and yours is more rocker because like you almost do a little rocker thing to it, you know, which it's I like. Right I, yeah, I, I, I liked your reaction better than Janeway. So I'm going to say that right now. Janeway yeah. took a big hit and then she sort of dove. To right. the yeah. side, she just she I, did like a I was diving. experiencing, you know, that backfire thing. Yes, ah. that's how I got killed. So yeah, yeah, it looks so good. I just want to call out: this was written by Ken Biller. Oh yes, yes, who had been with us from the beginning. Ken Biller wrote the script. Good friend of mine, Alex. Yeah, Alex Singer directed this episode, and I gotta say, I noticed a difference in Alex's direction in this episode than he normally did. I think he really stepped up his game because Alex was an older director more you know a more veteran director than some of our directors and alex um really did some dynamic shots in this i thought yeah. some of the low angles and some of this tight close-ups there was a lot more variety in in the way alex directed this episode and i thought mm -hmm. it was really great so it's mm -hmm. also i think interestingly lit yes it's mm -hmm. dark and then, you know, because it's this holodeck atmosphere. Yep. It is, it, it does look different than other episodes. I'm not it sure really... if I did another episode with Alex. I think this was my only one. The only one. Maybe. Do you have any memories of Alex working with Alex Singer? That's what um yeah. I mean on this episode, yes. Yeah. Um because if, well, we we can discuss it later or discuss it now. I mean, I come on pretty strong in this episode. I'm sort of yeah. aggressive throughout. Not maybe the nuance I had at other moments as Seska. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I think I was directed that way, as I recall, mm -hmm. because she has created, I mean, true enough, she's, she's in created this, yeah. and she's created this uh, persona of herself that's going to take charge. So it's all tough. I mean, pretty much, mm -hmm. except for yeah. the kiss. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's aggressive. Yes, and wow. Seska's, Seska's dream does come true for a moment here. She's, <laughs> yeah. It's Seska and Chakotay. It's Chakeska. No, why would you go that way? Go the other way. Which Sakote? way? Sakote. Sakote. Yes. Chakeska. Come on. You're making it hard on yourself. Do you Do you guys remember? I'm talking about something different, but. In the first few episodes, I did hear a chakote here and there from people. Yes, it yes. Was, yes. You know, it was yeah. still a... Chakote. Yeah, that was... Chakotay. We were, I demur. We were, <laughs> we were figuring out a lot of pronunciations the first season or two. Yes. It was changing. Yeah. Chakote. And, but Balana, didn't Balana, she, she pronounced her name, Bel, Balana. 
I don't know. Well, ba- different ba- Baylana, that's or what it Balana. was. It's Balana or Baylana. So there's yeah. two different pronunciations of that too, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so it, it happens. Um, so what? since you were already talking about Alex Singer, Martha, yeah. did Alex, you know, give you any pointers regarding anything kind of odd in, in terms of your performance, in terms of your process as an actor? Did he, do you, do you recall anything like that at all? No, I don't. Okay. I don't remember any issues. Okay. Um, I think he just, I, I do f- I remember vaguely that he just kept pushing me Harder, to be hard, tougher. To yeah. Be yeah. hard which made sense. That's mm. what's written. And I think, you know, that's the hologram she created, you know? Okay. So there's no negotiating for right. this right. episode, right. you know? It's- and what I'm referring to is that he was an extremely blunt or is an extremely blunt human being. He would come up to me and say, Garrett, I don't know what you're doing with your mouth. You're biting on your jaw and you're causing your, your, your jaw to clench and it, it doesn't look good. Stop it. So he would do this to me. Like he would come up with these little tips, just random, just, you know, thoughts in his he'd head. Have like and, a specific, yeah. like a yeah. one real specific thing that he'd focus in on. Yeah. Sometimes. Just yeah. to so relax just, you on something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just to build up your confidence and yes. not make you self-conscious <laughs> in any way, I say ironically. Yes, that's what it was. I want to read a Ken Biller quote. That I that I found. Ken Biller says about this episode, I won't say it's an out and out comedy. It's ultimately it ultimately has some serious jeopardy to a couple of characters, but it's a comic musing on the creative process. It operates on a, whole, a lot of different levels. It's a little inside stuff about the creation of the show, the process of writing Star Trek, and the interaction between the actors who we write for and the writing staff. It was a lot of fun to write. Well, I find that quote really interesting because I felt like there were a ton of jabs at the actors in this episode about like notes of how the the holodeck story should be written. And, you know, Bob Picardo comes in with as the doctor with very brilliant and specific lists of dialogue changes and things like that that I thought were. Uh, I'm sure they were loving jabs at the actors, but I definitely. Did that, did that reflect real life uh, happenings? Where... Yes. Oh. Yes, it, it does. Writer notes. Yeah. I, I think there were a number of actors ah, that did that. Right. Bob was probably maybe at the top of the list, I would say. Well, Bob was at the very top of the list. Very Why would you say you would say he's the, there's not, not, there's not even a close he would He would have dialogue but, pitches. and But the thing about Bob is he was always great at saying, hey, I'll say what you wrote, but what do you think? Can I do this as an alternate? So he was always very respectful. I don't yeah. mean what, to. Oh, well, I'm going to say I'm going to push that a little further at the height of Bob's suggestions. Bob would actually stop rehearsal and tell the director how he thought the shot should go. I remember this. Did he really? Oh, yeah. He would say, I don't remember that. He would say, you know, if you go ahead and pan across this way and then you come into a two shot and actually that would afford you to have a much better efficient movement of camera. And then everyone would be like, hmm. And he would say after that. Was he right? He would say, aren't I clever? He would say that after that. And it was just like, okay, Bob. No, it really is. It really is 99% casting, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfectly cast. Yeah. He was. Yes. He was. Ken said that this was uh, by far his favorite episode that he wrote, mm-hmm. his favorite script, nice. which I thought was interesting to read about. Yeah. I found a quote from myself that talked about Tuvok, and I said I really enjoyed working with Tuvok in Worst Case Scenario. And I found this episode a lot of fun. I was mm-hmm. quoted. Also, Future's End and Future's End Part 2. Uh, because of the comic side that comes out of both of us, meaning Tuvok in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was fun to see because I really did enjoy those characters together. 
and the last detail I'll throw out before we get into the story was the hollow novel features a class two shuttle. So when Paris and Janeway go off in a shuttle, they, they're driving a, or Paris is driving a class two shuttle. Mm -hmm. There were no class two shuttles on Voyager in the first season. It didn't come around until the second season episode threshold when I had a couple lizard babies with Janeway. And that was the class two shuttle that, that broke the warp barrier. So that was a little mistake that they used the wrong kind of shuttle. Uh, this hollow novel, it should have been a class hmm. one shuttle. Should have okay. Been okay. Um, I thought those were interesting little, yeah. little details. Okay. Tim I'm bits. done. Okay. Here Let's we go. About the plot. Let's start the plot. And we are in the corridor and we have Balana. And of course, Chakotay comes up and starts talking about how he's not happy with Tuvok and not happy with Janeway. Wants to know if Taurus is on his side regarding mutiny. And of course, that's when we show up on the bridge. And, and, I, and by the way, in, in, yes. that, in those scenes, I felt like uh, Roxanne, I, I was seeing a very different side of Bellana in those scenes. Like she was kind of nervous. Yep. She seemed- um, A little vulnerable. Vulnerable, mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. She seemed a little bit out of sorts, the very opening moment when she's sort mm -hmm. of, she's standing in the hallway looking around as if she doesn't know where she is. So mm -hmm. clearly that, that's when I immediately was like, wait, what's going on? Right. Uh, this this is different than the normal Bolana that we see. So it draws you in for sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now we're on the bridge. Janeway shows up. She's turning over control of the bridge to Chicote. And now she leaves to join Paris in a shuttle to meet the Rakani. And um, basically Chicote kind of walks around and all of a sudden, out of the blue, two security personnel show up. One is Tom Morga, one of our regular stuntmen. That's right. That's and the right. other one I've written down as Ed Sheeran's cousin. Um, is the other security personnel <laughs> to show up? His on the name bridge. is Ransom Gates. Okay, he's another but, stunt person, I think. Yes, I think he's he a stunt guy. He's yeah. uncredited uh, because they called him Quincy or whatever the name is. Later on, they do give him a name. They give him a name. Yeah, really. They did give him a name. So Tom Morga, yeah, who has played every kind of alien as a stuntman on our show. Mm -hmm. He was Dennis Madalone's right hand man. Tom Morga's awesome. Mm -hmm. Great to see him there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did notice that Carrie was sitting in my chair driving the ship in that first. Was time. that Carrie? Was that? Uh, was that? That was okay. the back of that Carrie's head. Regular yep. uh, uh, background actor Carrie that was sitting at con. Um, yep. But I'm going to still. Uh, I'm. Gonna, I'm not going to call him Ransom Gates. I'm. Gonna, I'm still going to say Ed Sheeran's cousin. So. Okay. <laughs> um, so they hand a pad to Chicote, and Tuvok's like, uh, "Is there something wrong?" And he's uh, Chicote's like, "No, no, it's just tomorrow's duty roster." And um, that's when Chicote says to all hands, "Let's do it," which mm -hmm. is so funny because that's a Janeway. Um, phrase. Janeway always says, do it, right? So he yeah. uses the same right. phrase. And Chicote ends up shooting Tuvok. Morga shoots the con officer. Harry dodges Ed Sheeran's phaser fire, but uh, ends up being shot by Balana. Balana shoots yeah. you. Shoots Harry. It's quite a move she makes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Very, very controversial. It's really shocking, too, to see yes. Tuvok shot. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, so it's not shocking to see Harry shot then? No, is that what you're saying? You didn't get shot in that one, did you? Oh, no. You, yes, it's totally. Yes. Later, you don't. <laughs> well, in this one too, in both, yes. in both, no, both. Yes, I'm shot here by Bellana, and then later yeah. I'm shot by Chicote in in when Paris plays the uh, program, right? So now they're in the turbo lift, and we have Torres feeling a little bit bad about shooting Harry, and Chicote has it. Look, you just stunned him. It's okay, right? Um, Chicote and Torres encounter this resistance in the corridors, and that's when they're fighting against other security officers. And we see another longtime uh, background actor and also sometime uh, stand in for me, John Tampoya. He's shot and mm. falls down, another security person. And then we see fire coming from somewhere else. And Seska arrives. And we see that this is the first time that Torres 
is playing this this hollow hollow novel out because she's totally shocked that Seska is there. She's like, whoa, you know, hello. And uh, Seska basically takes out the third security personnel with her rifle. How heavy was that one that they gave you? Do you remember that thing being really weighty or? It wasn't too bad, but it was solid. Yeah. You know, it felt Definitely. good. It wasn't impossible. Yeah. One of the things that I always felt was they made those out of wood. And I thought, why didn't you make this out of balsa wood? Not like hardwood. I felt like it was too heavy for what it was, you know. To Although really... it gave it a sense of realism. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, Most that's definitely. true. Most definitely. That's true. Uh, By the way, when we yes. see Seska, she is Bajoran. And yes. to me, immediately, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, no. But Bajoran, because that was what she, that was her cover before all of her cover was blown. And right. we realized, you know, she's when she blown. made this. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah, a number of clues in there. And, and by the way, all these all these firefights, we have no we have never had anybody. Robbie's mentioned this before. We never had any. Uh, what's the word? We didn't have a technical advisor, yeah, a technical ever. advisor to show us like, hey, what's the best way to because like, you know, when Chakotay and, and Torres jump out tip in real life, they would have been shot immediately. Right. I yes. mean, they jumped right out and all of a sudden they take out the security people. Right. So there's a lot of this protocol of like how you would cover somebody how else. Real you, trained. How, uh, yeah, you know, police officers or right, you know yeah. special ops people would yeah. move through a corridor safely, right? You know, and work together. We never right. had that. Sort we never, we never so had that. No, a lot of no. times, there's these firefights where you're like, eh, yeah. I just remember them being whatever they needed for the camera, right? Yeah, exactly. Not for any of kind of accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and same thing in the mess hall. You know, we're in the mess hall. Why doesn't why doesn't Neelix and gang fire immediately? at Seska and gang when they come in. No, it, everyone's like, huh? You know, it kind of like deer yeah. in the headlights. Um, and I love your line. I love your line, Martha, when you're like, uh, Neelix, when he, after he, t- he becomes the turncoat and he switches sides. Yeah, he says, like, I know a winner when I see one right? jumps to the other Seska's side. Seska's like, do you want me to shoot him? I just like, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. hysterical. It was fantastic. Yeah. So funny. Chakotay's like, no, 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 we're still going to need a cook. Um, all the various teams check in with the commander and they have taken control of the ship. And Chakotay says, we did it. By the uh, way, I think when the various teams check in, we have uh, Raphael Sparge, who played Jonas. Is he in there? I think that he has an On audio only. Yes. Wow. I think they actually like had him come in and, you know, paid I don't think that's and- right, though, Robbie, because he's dead at this point. At we don't this, have when him. she created the no, but when she created the program, oh, yeah, yes. the holodeck, Lalonde. they actually got uh, Raphael Sparks to come back on and do a, that's uh, just brilliant, vo- yeah, ADR only. That's brilliant, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, by cool. the way, I just want to rewind for a second. When we first see Seska, she she mentions the line. She says, "It's just like old times." Now in the mess hall, when uh, Seska says, "We did it," then Chakotay says just like old times. So this, this oh. phrase keeps popping up because obviously Seska programmed this and she wanted right. that to be a prominent theme is that, you know, it's just like how we were before when we were in love <laughs> kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Um, yes. So now, that's right. So now, Robbie, now they start rounding up. That's when they're clearing yes. the quarters. Yes. So one thing I noticed in this, I, I don't know if you remember it, but every time a door opened, a couple of doors opened, and it was like the characters just happened to be walking across the room <laughs> randomly as the door opened. In fact, the first guy, the extra, the door opens and he's walking across the room. 
But if he had continued to walk, there's a wall right there. Like, yeah, where's he why going? Why is he going that way? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, like Martha, you said, it's for the shot. Like they just yeah. want the shot to, yeah. you know, to happen that way. But it made no sense why he's walking and he's two feet away from a wall. And plus everyone's fully dressed in their uniform. I would have liked yeah. to see somebody in a towel, you know, that would have made more sense, you know? Um, so the first person you round up is, is Larson, our background actor, our yeah. tall Scandinavian crew member. And once again, I'm going to say gold looks best on blonde people. Right? I do not it agree. I thought in no. this episode, I remembered you saying that it gold did not look good on me. I Come thought it looked on. great on you too. It's pasty. Sorry. It makes me look pasty. No, I'm going to disagree okay. with you. I okay. think you look great. Okay. okay. Um, so now uh, we're in Cargo Bay 1. And Chicote, by the way, they get Kess. Yes, get and Kess, of course. Yeah. They round up. And they I round up. You, you her shove her in the cargo bay. Well, first you tell her no talking. You know, when you take her out of the quarters, you're very mean to her. And the cargo bay, you kind of elbow her forward, you know, and you just ding, just hit her like that. Very rough. Um, Kess, very rough. by the way, is wearing her, her season one and two, the early seasons hairdo. Because mm -hmm. at this point in our real story, her hair has changed. Yeah. So that was another clue. I'm like, wait a minute. That's the old hairdo. She's changed right. that. Right. But she was also walking to nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I swear both times I'm like, it's She's the same bit you guys to did. Nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Um, so now we're in this cargo bay and Chicote is giving this speech to all the captured crew members. You know, yeah, he's you have a choice. The whole crew, yeah. which we know is 148, because mm -hmm. they just recently said that. Yeah. And I it, think there's about six extras. There's six the there, yeah. There's nobody there. Why did <laughs> right. they spend the money? And bring in 50 extras or something. Yeah, yeah. It, to me, that took me out. I was yeah. like, oh, come on, guys. Spend a little money. That's true. Um, yeah. Chakotay says to the hell, uh, Chakotay says to hell with Starfleet principles. We're not going to waste time investigating every anomaly we come across. So basically, Chakotay is saying no to science. Um, we're going to use any means necessary to acquire technology to shorten our, our uh, trip back home. And Paris now interrupts and... Now we're kind of taken out, like, wait, what's going on? Because everyone's reacting to well, Paris's intrusion, which is kind of cool, right? They're yeah. all holodeck characters. Go ahead. Ryan. It was, and Chakotay was taking some shots at Janeway as a character, you yeah. know, like, we're not going to just follow any little, you know, we're not going to show any interest in science. We're not going to go check out some anomaly that mm -hmm. looks interesting, which I thought is funny because they're the ones writing those stories. All the time. Yes. Like Janeway going, you know, let's go over and check this thing out or let's yeah. be friends with them. So. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. It was. Um, so you interrupt basically because Torres is late to a lunch date with you mm -hmm. and she's not happy. Yeah. She's it's, I guess this is jumping into someone's holodeck program is like reading somebody's diary. Evidently, like you're not supposed to do this. Right. So Torres is not happy. And Paris loved this line. It's not as if I caught you dancing the rumba with a naked bullion. I'm like, I know. Oh, I wrote that line down nice too. line yes. there. I know. Oh, I love that. Um, so you missed the lunch date. And Torres, uh, Torres was basically completing a routine purge of the database. Mm -hmm. This is what we learn as the audience. And that's how she found this hollow novel about a Maquis mutiny. No clue who the author is, though. By the way, the, all the actors are frozen in the background. Mm -hmm. yes. Do you remember doing this at all? You know, I, when I watched it again, I thought, you know, we froze pretty well. I couldn't <laughs> tell if... I couldn't I tell that's if you not were... easy. Yeah, I couldn't tell if you were actually frozen or if we had if done a green a screen plate. I don't I, know. I, I To me, it looked like a green screen plate. It did? Yes, so. it did. Really? You think you guys totally just every, all 30 of you or six of you, whatever the number was, froze like <laughs> so that? It definitely wasn't 30. I, it, I was looking very closely like, oh, I think this might be green screen. So 
I don't know. Maybe. If it were green screen, because I've done this bit before as a director quite a few times. Mm. And the way that you show that some, you know, uh, people are frozen is they, they should be in the middle of action. You know, that something is happening, that they're standing up and, they, and they're caught halfway. Or I did this on, on the show Resident Alien last yeah. year where we were on a, a city bus and the bus is supposed to freeze and everybody... Um, and, and these alien lights come on and everybody's frozen in the bus except for two people. And one thing that I did was I got props to give us the coffee cup that had like rubber, sp like coffee spilling out of it. Yeah. And so we had the actor, the, uh, the background actor just hold the coffee cup and you could see the coffee kind of coming out. And um, so we were able to, without doing visual effects or anything, it was a way of showing like, oh, in the middle of this, bus you know hitting the brakes hard the action is frozen and there but was that's nothing another reason i think it was maybe not a green screen because we're all in sort of positions that we could maintain yeah that's what i thought too and, yeah. I, and I wish that it had been a little more active i wish that yeah, no, yeah. people were starting to you know bring a rifle up right. or, you know or do something but look at the look at what was happening before everyone's listening to chakotay talking so there is no yeah. action the only action was they yeah. looked to the doorway that when you came in. And so that's where they froze it. When Paris comes in, everyone looks because yeah. he's like, Balana, what are you doing here? And everyone looks. And so that's what you have. But you're right. It would have been cool if there was an action. But because of what happened right Something. before, there is no action. Yeah. Except for listening. A little right? between the, the very few background and sort of the, no offense to anybody, but it boring freeze position. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, yeah. eh, I wish yeah. that it was a little more dynamic that we felt like, Paris walked in the middle of something happening. Right. And that's a key moment because then yeah. now we know it's a holodeck game. I mean, exactly. It's a holo holo novel. Mm -hmm. yeah. Holo novel. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. All right. So Paris is basically saying, hey, should we report this to the captain? And then, you know, they basically talk about, hey, we need to run this entire program before we can give the captain a full report. So they. Yeah. There was some cute sort of yeah, like subtext conversation about, yeah. well, I think we should you know, look yeah. into this whole thing before mm -hmm. we tell her, right? Mm -hmm. It was yep. a cute, a cute banter, cute, you know, rom-com dialogue with yes. Tom and Bologna with the Yes. Um, Paris then runs the program himself. And I wrote down here, looks good in gold. I wrote that down. I'm going to say that right Paris now. I said Paris in gold, not better on blondes. <laughs> no, That's what I no. wrote. Blondes are still going to look better in gold than any other Disagree. I, I am totally a summer. Agree. You are a fall, okay? You're an autumn. Autumn is your palette. I am a summer palette. Uh, okay, we can agree to disagree. What are That's you, Martha? What palette are you? What season? Uh, you know, I, I think I'm somewhere between fall and spring. Not winter, but, you know, both of those things. Okay. Okay. Summer, summer's... Uh, summer's too much? <laughs> Maybe winter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, well, think you're, I think you're a spring. spring. I'm going to give you a spring, Martha. Thank That's you. your palette. Okay. Well, I like you in gold. And Thank now you. in this, in this uh, when you're running the program, you decide to be a little bit of a turncoat right off the bat. And then you try to warn Tuvok. Chakotay does still shoot Tuvok. But now, instead of uh, Tom Morga shooting anybody, Paris tackles Tom Morga. Harry shoots Ed Sheeran's cousin. And then Chakotay takes out Harry. And then I wonder, then I wrote down, where did Ayala come from? Ayala was not in the first um, yeah. uh, playing of this program, but now Ayala is now part of this program. I thought, okay, so it's changed a little bit there. Um, 
And now we're in the brig. Paris asked Tuvok uh, when they're going to going to retake the ship. There's a little bit of conversation there. And then we show Tom switching sides very quickly in Cargo Bay 1. He's like, nope, I'll join you. Um, now, we're in, now we're in the mess hall. We have a scene where Paris is talking about how Chakotay didn't trust him, so he assigned him to lubricate the warp plasma manifolds. Yeah. Neelix comes over. Lubrication is definitely a demotion. <laughs> when you're assigned to be the lubricator. Yeah. Just, uh, it's embarrassing. Let's be honest. You could have that on your business card. Like Tom Paris and underneath lubricator. And then you hand that lubricator. to the professional lubricator. Yeah. Um, Neelix comes over and talks about how he played the hollow novel. And that the By doctor... the way, when, Neel when Neelix comes over mm. and they cut to uh, Roxanne's look to Paris, like, you, you know, like I, yeah. it was great. Uh, her, her look was awesome. That I she spilled that. the beans, the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a good, it was a good look. And, you know, Paris is worried, how many other people have you told about this? And, of course, Gim then comes over and then says that, you know, he's heard about this from Ayala. Ayala told him about it. So a lot of people know. This. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I think we have Paris's very first personal log. As far as I know, this you have never done a personal log. And you're talking about. No. Yeah. You very say uh, you're going to play a full-fledged member of Chakotay's team of mutineers. So you decide yep. now to go along with everything. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, so now and I get to wear the Maki clothes yes. really because I wanted to be in the comfortable Maki clothes. Right. So now we That's jump awesome. back into the hollow novel and we're on the bridge. You are out of uniform in your Maki clothing. And speaking of Maki clothing, Seska, do you have anything near you that you can show us that oh, might no. be Maki like? Right. Martha. One of a kind. Did I just call Martha Seska? I did, didn't I? Yes, okay, you did. I did. Oh my God. There it Woo! is. All right, for the, all you listeners, Martha just got up and she is now showing us um, one of her Maquis outfits that she actually wore on Voyager. Yeah. And now it's, the question- Especially for this episode. Yes, just for this episode, just for worst case scenario. And um, Martha, can you please share with us how on earth did you come by this piece <laughs> of um, clothing? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put it to the side because it's shedding. Still looks great though. Yeah, you know, uh, some friend of uh, years ago, mm -hmm. a, a friend of my ex-husband's uh, saw it online uh, for, on an auction. Wow. I think it must have been eBay, right, or something. Mm -hmm. And he bought it, unbeknownst to me, and I never knew about that. And then years later, he, about five years ago, he gave it to my son's to oh. give to me and they gave it to me for a holiday gift or they just it was a surprise really oh. now when you opened up that box and saw that in there did you know immediately what what it was or were you thinking this is not my style of clothing like were you thinking that they gave you something <laughs> well, random they were so excited about oh, it i bet they were and and my older son said you'd wear it wouldn't you 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 could wear them all right. I, I that's where I had to really temper my reaction. <laughs> Come on, you'd wear it again, right? And I said, yeah. so I said, you know, I was really thin. I don't think I would fit into this. <laughs> that was my only way out. You're probably one of the few people that have any wardrobe from Voyager, other than Robbie McNeil, which we won't talk about. But um, other than that, everyone else's uniforms were auctioned off by Christie's auctions, and uh, Paramount made a mint out of just selling oh it. yeah yeah um so i want to know how much he paid for it Maybe yeah I you should find out i'd want to know i'd like and it came with a card yeah we're showing everything and who wore it and everything that's right? very yeah. cool yeah it's very cool thank you for showing that to, oh. to us and uh, i don't have a card with my uniforms you know what robbie let's yeah. just not even go down i sort there. of did it in the black market yeah so. okay whatever <laughs> 
Yeah. It's a little we're done. We're done. Sneaky. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. We're moving back on. on the bridge and warp engines are offline. Uh, Seska says Blonde is on it. Paris is now at tactical. Tom Paris is at tactical. He's at, he's at two box station. So and Janeway's station. Yeah. Yes. in the Janeway shuttle look. in the Maquis look. You look good in Maquis look. I love um, it. Not Thank as good you. as the gold, but you, you look good in the Maquis look. And Janeway's shuttle returns. Now she's on, on the view screen. And I love this, this dialogue between Chakotay and Janeway. It's so calm and just reserved and just uh, so much subtext is going on though. <laughs> you know, it's just wonderful. I have a question about the view screen though. Mm. Like when they cut back and forth, we see Tom and, and Janeway on the view screen in the yeah. shuttle. Yep. And, and that's the holodeck Tom and yeah. holodeck Janeway. And the real Tom who's playing the game is at Tuvok station. Yeah. But it goes from like a two shot on the view screen and cuts back to Chakotay. And then it goes to a close up of Janeway. Does the computer just randomly decide what shots to put on the view screen? Like, <laughs> why? oh, I think I'll go with the two shot on this one. Like, feels like there was, you know, there should be one camera. Yeah. Although, after I wrote down this note, I started thinking we have the Google Home. You know, the Google makes their home like uh, it's a screen that sits on your counter. Mm. You can video conference with family and friends. And that, com that my Google actually does pan around. Like it's, oh. I oh, don't wow. know how it, I guess with movement and voice, it sort of picks who, who's speaking, you can, yeah. who's speaking. And, and so as you move around the room, it sort of follows you, my yeah. Google home. So I figured if Google home can do it, I guess Starfleet can do it. Too. And you know what? Rob, yes, you don't have any privacy, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I mean, if you think about it, it zoom, zoom does that now, as I'm speaking, uh, my box is lit up. Right. And then once you start no, that's speaking, right. it's choosing, yeah, that's it's right. Choosing right yeah. now. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. So um, Starfleet. So Star Trek again was ahead of the curve and doing things. The most computer definitely. was doing oh, things that zoom did 20 years later okay most definitely all right thanks all i'm right. glad we talked about this yeah yeah um yeah, of course the conversation goes south and chakotay now fires uh janeway fires on voyager chakotay fires back destroys the shuttle but during uh before being destroyed janeway and paris have now transported over to voyager while the shields were down and janeway and paris are now trying to free the prisoners yes yes so now we're in the brig and janeway is trying to deactivate the force field uh, now Joe Chakotay shows up and uh, Janeway stuns Chakotay, who, you know, believe it or not, he's still so strong. Evidently, he has enough power to still shoot Janeway. I, yeah, shoot I pull her. it to Janeway. Yes. Yeah, they shoot each other. Oh, they shoot each other. Mm -hmm. And Paris has his phaser uh, on Rebel Paris, who also dra draws his phaser. So very cool shot of Paris on Paris. Yeah, it was cool. Very cool shot. And and so there was a two shot that was obviously vis effects of Paris holding a weapon to fake Paris, but then there were some cover there was some coverage over the shoulder. Yep. I was trying to remember because you have to have a real actor there, a photo double to shoot over their shoulder to me in one position and then the other side. Yeah. I don't remember who that photo double was. I wonder if it was Keith, my stand-in, because he did look a lot, you know, over the shoulder. It might have been Keith. It it Maybe. had to have been right. I mean, I just for point of reference, right? Hired someone else that was a better match. I don't know, but okay. But yeah. there was definitely someone in those in those tighter angles that right. was standing in the foreground, right? When they shot both sides of that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you know the program ends, and Paris is really befuddled. He doesn't understand what it's done. It's done. So the next scene, we're now on the holodeck where it, it looks like my background, the holograd. And Taurus and Paris are 
trying to figure out the author of this holographic program, which is called Insurrection Alpha by, by bypassing the security overrides. But still, even doing that, they can't figure it out. They don't know. Neelix shows up and he says he's asked everybody and nobody knows who is the author of this Insurrection Alpha program. Mm -hmm. So now we're in the briefing room. So after the, the uh, discussion of official business by Janeway, Janeway does bring up the Hala novel. It's been accessed by 33 different crew members. All 40, these crew, 47, 47 times, times by yeah. 33 crew members. <laughs> right. It is popular like wildfire. It is. Crazy. It is. I uh, love the face acting in this scene, by the yeah. way. Like all of the reactions to you and to Neelix and to me, Bellana, and Tim is just this, you know, Tuvok is deadpan. Yeah. But some of the face acting was amazing. <laughs> it was it was off the charts. We were, yeah. we were very, uh, we were very, a lot of facial mugging. Uh, yes. Tuvok admits that he was the author and that he says it's not a hollow novel. It was a tactical training program for junior security officers. So uh, when, the Star, when the Starfleet and Maquis crews bonded, he decided there was no use to finish this program. There's no longer any need for this program. So the program was left unfinished. So then he talks about permanently deleting the program at the captain. Yeah, he no says, doubt we got to get rid of this. Yeah. With all due respect, this is Janeway's great line. With all due respect, Mr. Tuvok, loosen up, which everyone <laughs> loves that. I know. I laughed out loud. <laughs> By the way, when Janeway's asking the room, like, who, yeah. here has, who here has played this game? Yeah. And first, Tom and Bellana say, you know, we have. And then right. it cuts over to you the, and Neelix. Well, Chakotay asked like that, right? Chakotay then he asked, yeah. And then both of your hands come up slowly. together. We're not slowly. even looking at each other. We both no, like kind of like, mimic each other. Nah. Yeah, like, nah. It was very yeah. funny. Oh, very funny. And, and on the way down, we have a very awkward flourish of our hands too. Yeah. So it's like- It's a lot of mugging and yeah. face acting and Most bits. Definitely. A lot of bits. And yeah. yeah. And a big group chuckle, I think. Yeah, a yes. big group chuckle. Exactly. Yeah. It's cute. You know, I mean, overall, it's, really it's a cute scene. Um, I don't yeah, have but Janeway wants to finish it. She's like, come on, yeah. loosen up, have some yeah. fun. Let's finish it. Again, I'm going to say, yeah. if Janeway had trusted Tuvok, <laughs> we wouldn't be in this mess. Janeway <laughs> keeps making the calls that get us in trouble. Episode <laughs> after episode, she's like, let's go check out that anomaly. And it takes over the ship. Or <laughs> well, let's go meet those aliens. They seem friendly. Yes. No, they're yeah. not. But she's, she's, trying to be, she's trying to help everybody all the time. Yeah. And she says, look, I'm not just the captain. I'm a leader of a community. And communities need entertainment, culture, creative outlets. It's only natural that we should start creating our own. So that, you know, it's, it's, it's an honest, um, it comes from an honest, good place. It and, does. And it you're does. right. I'm, I tease. I, you, tease I know you're Janeway. teasing. You are teasing. But she you is always tease. often the source of the, the catalyst of the, everything bad that happens to Voyager. The challenges we face. <laughs> yes. Okay. The notion, the notion of community was something I hadn't heard before. Right. Mm. What, did you guys, was it ever discussed? Because it, it's kind of an interesting yeah. you know, road to go down. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. No, and up until this point, no, you don't hear that so much from her. I mean, mm -hmm. it was definitely a new um, thought process from her, which was kind of cool. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, I like that. That's new. So that's true. That's a new one. Um, now we jump to Mess Hall and Paris and Tuvok are there. Tuvok is is offering his probability studies yes. <laughs> before beginning the scenario, which data is hilarious. And probability Here's my studies. data. And Paris says he doesn't Paris need like, it. I'm going to wing it. I'm just going to make it up. Which is kind of the way Robbie directs. He wings exactly. it. He kind of, you know, which is his real true personality. Um, and Paris says, you know what? Don't get so caught up in logic. And Tuvok is like, well, logic is an integral part 
of narrative structure according to the dictates of poetics by Tahane. And I love how he has to say that Tahane is a Vulcan. By Tahane, a Vulcan. Okay, we know who Tahane oh, is. Oh, he said really, of Vulcan, I thought. I I rewound that multiple times. It came of out, Vulcan. it sounds like a Vulcan. I thought it was of Vulcan at, at first, of but then- Vulcan, I think. Uh, all right, you can double the check. The Dictates of Poetics by Tahane of Vulcan. Of I thought Vulcan. it was of at first, and I rewounded it a million times, and like it he, kept sounding like ah to all me. Right. Yeah, like all he right. didn't put Plato that. and Aristotle aren't good enough. For exactly. No, you need, you need Tahane. Um, (laughs) so tuvok doesn't want paris to turn this into a parody and then now tori shows up and this is when she says that the story needs a little heart did you have some notes on this okay yes so so torres shows up and uh she says well up until now this story has been nothing but action which is fine Mm -hmm. but what this needs is a little heart a little emotion yeah and uh tuvok says we are not writing a romance novel lieutenant now, my head went right to the romance novel that Janeway attempted in the first season or two. Oh, God. That I thought was a big failure. And I think this was that the you, writers. We, that we, we thought. We you thought. Both, I hated that freaking romance yeah, novel. It was the worst. It was, it was the worst. And I think this was the writers literally saying, having Bellana say, hey, let's do a romance novel. And Tuvok going, we are not doing a romance novel because they gave up on that romance novel. I think we... You know, everyone agreed it was not, didn't help her character. It just didn't feel, wasn't very exciting. By the way, this is a total non sequitur, but that little girl that shows up in the romance novel, the daughter yes. of the, the guy, is the same girl in real life, I think, the daughter of um, Bob Ricardo's character. No. Yeah. Can't be. I think we'll there's, there's to, some, we'll yeah. Do okay. some research on that. Random non sequitur. Uh, yeah. So I now, also, yeah, she wants a ro- emotion and romance. Mm-hmm. She wants a romance novel, which I love the writers kind of saying, we're not doing any more romance novels. Right. Um, Neelix, Neelix shows up. Neelix wants to help. Paris says, uh, he, he wants to have a steamy love scene between the con officer and, and, and the engineer. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, something, what was her response? Like, oh yeah, that's not very realistic or something. <laughs> which I thought was also funny. No, no, she said that's realistic. In yeah, a kind yeah, of a, but sarcastic way. Like, yeah, yes, yes, that's realistic. Mm-hmm. That's never going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> I, this is the one place that that moment that that line. I, I was very happy as an actor with with what I did, but that mm-hmm. I thought that exchange because Tom and Bellana are just now Martha finally in the last few episodes beginning to directly address. Uh, their interest in each other and their mm-hmm. connection and their relationship. So I found that that exchange a little tricky and I wish we had played it differently anyway. That's yeah. it. But otherwise I thought the scene, it was really fun. It was everybody, ta- you know, pitching their two cents on what this mm-hmm. story should be like the actors of Voyager did with the writers. Right, like, like a writer's room. Exactly. Right. right. Exactly. Um, so now after Neelix offers his suggestions, that, you know, how dare he would never write Neelix that way, portraying the captain like he did in the story. So now Tuvok and Paris leave to find someplace more quiet to work. They're in the corridor. Tuvok and Paris are arguing over what to do with this story. And they enter the holodeck. And guess who's there? The doctor is already waiting for them and gives his suggestions, which Tuvok quickly shuts down by transferring the doctor's program right back to sick bay, which was brilliant. I love that scene. Yeah. Tuvok opens the narrative parameters file. Dun, 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 which, according to Harry, then causes power loss to the transporters. The calm is down. Holodeck systems are completely scrambled. So this is Seska's plan all along. 
now set into mm -hmm. motion. That's smart, smart Seska. Um, now we're in the brig and Seska's holodeck character has shown up and Tuvok and Paris are behind the force field and they're completely perplexed. They have no idea what's going on. And Seska informs them that the holodeck is now sealed and the safety protocols are off. Which and means by the way, Martha, I, I remember as I watched this episode, I remember thinking when I did this episode that you and I had not worked together. Like, I don't yeah. think we had been in many scenes at all. If, if we were in scenes before this, it was very peripherally. Because I remember when I was doing this episode, I was like, oh, this is fun. She's really good. Like, this is, I was having a good time. And, and I, I just, yeah, that came back to me as I watched the episode. Yeah, you're right. I don't think we had any exchanges except mm -hmm. when I was on the bridge in like episode two or three and I had a medical shoulders on instead of the yeah yeah that's right that's yeah. right yeah very little interaction so this yes. was really fun and I remembered it being uh really fun and being aware that we hadn't you know in, in a lot of the scenes that are coming up uh when I was in scenes with you that that it was really fun and I honestly don't remember you being in this episode this much, Robbie. It was just like, wow, he's I going over this one. I was quite jealous. I was like, man, he got to work with Martha this whole time. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying, though. Oh. Like, a lot of us didn't. We didn't get yeah. to work with you that much no. before. It was no. really focused in on just a few characters. And yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, let me, let me continue. So, uh, yeah. the holodeck is sealed off. That's what we learned from Seska, and the safety protocols are off. And I just love this line from you, Martha, which means if I shoot you and I am going to shoot you, you'll die, <laughs> but not just yet. You've got 10 seconds to run. I mean, just the tone with which how you played this, Martha, was perfect. Absolutely perfect. I mean, yeah, I just loved great. every little bit of your acting. I just, I, I gush over you. I literally oh. do. I mean, you are arguably, or I'm just going to, I'm not going to say arguably, you are the best recurring character on Star Trek Voyager, period. Hands down. Period. Right um, on. Thank you. Killed it. We love you. Um, they, they wrote me well. I mean, yeah. it was good writing, too. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, Tuvok tries his calm to get out of there, but calms are down, according to Seska. Sorry, that's not going to happen. You better start running. And I just love how Paris goes like, I guess we better run. I mean, you're very casual at this point, Robbie. I mean, I'm just like, it's okay. A game. I thought it was a game. I know. Still, I know. I think, and you know. you're, and when you're running on the corridor, you're still making smart ass comments like, huh, but leave it up to Seska. Let us, even death won't even stop her or something like that. Right. You're just oh, running along, joking and kind of laughing. Right? Yeah. Janeway then cat sees you guys and she whispers, Hey, come over here, come into the transporter room. And so that's when you guys run in there and realize that this holographic Janeway is still in the midst of um, playing this hollow novel or hollow program out. And Paris yeah, makes the comment. Holographic that, yeah. Janeway. Yeah. And, and, and Paris says, well, maybe we should help her. Like we can, we can fight Seska and take back mm -hmm. the ship. Mm -hmm. and, and Tuvok, who's much smarter than Paris, um, <laughs> Tuvok says, no, I think we should not we participate. Should not. Yeah. Let's just not. No interaction. No interaction, mm -hmm. avoid participating in this. Mm -hmm. Anything we do could lead to trouble. Yeah. And then Seska and Chakotay show up. Oh, yeah. And uh, I feel like this might have been one of the first scenes we shot, actually. Really? This, this I, one. It was wow. an earlier scene because this is the scene where I went, where I had a memory today mm -hmm. as I watched it. I had a yeah. memory of going, oh, I'm in a scene with Martha Hackett. And I think that <laughs> happened early. You know, the first time, you know, the, yeah. as we went through the other scenes, you know, I got I got used to doing scenes with you. But I remember 
being in the transporter room was the place that I was very aware of. Oh, we hadn't worked together before. Right? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was uh, one of the first uh, shots we did. I think so. Yeah. So basically, uh, Janeway, well, Seska dares Janeway to shoot. Janeway does pull the trigger, but Seska has manipulated the phaser rifle. So now that uh, Janeway is basically vaporized. Mm -hmm. Do you um, remember Kate doing that bit? I, yeah, were you... I, I have a vague memory of it, but do, what, do you remember her taking the, the hit from the, you know, the the backfire of the rifle and dying? I do not. Okay. I, okay. I don't remember. I remember her laughing hysterically. I remember her. <laughs> I wish I remember. <laughs> I remember her when, you know, because we have to lock off and do a plate of no actor and get a, for the vis effects of it all. And then she has to fall onto the pad on the floor below frame. And I just remember her laughing at like, I, I, I don't know why. I remember just her being hysterical, thinking that she looked ridiculous and how do I do this? And I don't know, That's that, that came to me as I watched the episode. I can see that right now. You've painted a very good picture there. Yeah. Um, so after she's vaporized, you go take sort of grabs uh, Seska oh, at the yeah. waist. They and make says, out. Let's just yeah, say it. They make out. They make out. But, they lock lips. Yeah, they but lock the, lips. He has one line. He says, you're an incredible woman, Seska. And then they kiss. But what they missed was he should have said, just like old times. You're an incredible <laughs> woman, Seska. He, she, he should have thrown that one in there. His comedy comes in threes, and they've already done two readings of that line. This would have been the perfect place for the third. Um, I, felt, I felt in that moment like, okay, Seska's programmed this story yeah. where she gets Chakotay, which she is, she was determined to make Chakotay love her, and she gets Chakotay, and then Paris's response is basically, Seska, none of this is real. Yeah. Like, Maybe you so tried dismissive. to get really, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was really mean. It was mean of Paris to say, oh, you're happy right now with your Chicote? It's not real. <laughs> yeah, but you got your just desserts right after that because the yes. way she programmed it, she's like, okay, go ahead, Chicote. And Chicote's like, I've been waiting for this. And boom, he shoots you with the phaser with all the safety protocols off. And boy, do you feel it. You're like, ugh, phaser burn. Big I had time. to suffer hard. You were suffering. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretend suffering. I didn't yeah, really suffer. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They didn't that's... really shoot me with a, with what? a laser beam. Really? That was I not a they... real laser. Oh, no. okay. Oh. Nope. Thanks for sharing. Well, then you run. Then you guys run out of there, right? And yep. you run to sickbay. And you're like, why, why are we here? And then Tuvox, well, maybe these holographic you know, instruments can help help you. And the doctor's program shows up. And then he, he gets really forceful. He like shoves yes. me back on a bed. He does. And then he hits me with some kind of hypo spray. That, that Do you know what he put hurt. in you? 20 cc's of nitric acid. Oh. <laughs> he injected you with acid. With acid. <laughs> and I, I made a note here. He is far scarier here than in Darkling. Like I felt Darkling, they were, push, they were pushing it so hard, you know, with the, the mouth prosthetics, making him look like. Because when anytime you try to look evil, boy, it just goes sideways. It doesn't. No, he was you know, so cold here, and just cold and scary. scary as heck. Yes, and robotic and robot. Yeah. Oh, yes, really robotic, mm -hmm. which is good. Yeah, and yeah. throws both of you out. Uh, they th he throws you so hard, both of you hit the bulkhead basically outside yeah. the entrance of sick bay. And um, yeah, I love that scene with the doctor. And yeah, now you guys good. decide. It was, a nice, it was a good fight scene. I got to swing yeah. at a hologram again. And right. uh, one Too time. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tuvok got choked. Yeah. He so got choked and right. I, I I swung and missed. Yeah. Which um, you should have learned your your lesson when you did that in an in an earlier episode. I know. You I swung at the doctor and I tried you to slap him once and yeah. it went right through. It him. went right through him and you did but it again. When we did it that time, it didn't look good to me. This swing actually looked good. You did. Think, this was I a much better swing, but you didn't learn from the initial swings outcome. Yeah. Right. 
Um, and then, then we learned that Seska has basically programmed the program so that you guys will be tortured all throughout before she, she doesn't want you to die quickly. She wants you to, she wants to extend this You're like, pain. You're horrible. And Seska. it's, You're it's really, <laughs> it's absolutely what the funniest part is when you guys realize you're being tortured, then you're in the corridor and you decide to go to the Jeffrey's tube, which I wrote down in actuality, that's even more torture because on your knees in that De Jeffrey's tube, True. it's so painful. Like the, 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 the oh, it's the worst. So uh, it's a side note. It's a behind the scenes kind of a joke, I guess. Uh, mm. But actors on Star Trek don't like the Jeffrey's tube. Typically it's horrible. Claustrophobic, Claustrophobic. It's painful on your knees. Yeah, it's really bad, really bad. Um, okay. So we're on the bridge, Janeway, Torres, and Kim. Um, Janeway decides, okay, the best way we can help them, rewrite the program, right? Mm -hmm. um, so now Paris and Tuvok are still in the Jeffrey's tube and they come across this crazy plasma leak. I have a question leak. though. Let's go back to the bridge because when they go. figure out that Seska had um, programmed it, so the next time Tuvok opened the narrative files that her additions would be triggered. Yes. And I thought, how did Seska know that Tuvok was creating this super secret program when none of no one else knew about it? Balana stumbled on it when she was cleaning out the files or whatever. Like it, it this was one yes. plot plot bump to me that I was like, how did she know about the super secret thing? That, well, uh, I think she was a really good spy. Yeah. I mean, you know, when if you think back when uh, the Kazon and Seska take over the ship, I know everything about operating the ship, yeah, ship not true. just the engineering. Mm -hmm. I could fly it. I, you know, I knew. And, and I think she was doing things all the time. Yeah. OK, I'll buy I, I that. Mean, that's what that was the logic I applied to. It. No, I, I did this. I that's the same logic I applied. I just said the attention to detail that Seska probably, you know, her character mm -hmm. is just so knowledgeable about everything like not, nothing nothing kind of escapes her peripheral vision in a way right yeah. so she's okay. always well, on that. top of no it. detail that. is left out that's right yeah. no no detail is left i buy no that. stone un left unturned right. no stone. i yeah. buy that i will um i will one? also yeah. say on the bridge this is the moment where i was like oh all this shit is going down excuse my language mm -hmm. all of this crap is going down and if Janeway had listened to Tuvok in the briefing room, <laughs> we wouldn't be in, like Janeway. Fine. Oh, now you got to save everybody because you because you said let's write this program. Like, anyway. <laughs> um, so they're in the Jeffrey's tube. This plasma leak. They come across that, which is by the way, Tim Russ them. and I are, are crawling through the Jeffrey's tube, yeah. shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And I remember how small they were for just one person to yeah. go through. I was like, oh my god, how did we get? No. I, Sometimes, you know, Martha, you may remember, they'll, they'll ask you to stand close to another actor to get it in the shot. And it's just unnaturally yeah. close. You're just, yeah. people would never be that close face to face. Or mm -hmm. this was a moment I was like, I would never crawl down that Jeffrey's tube next to Tuvok. Why yeah. am I doing that? Like, yeah. there's no room. Anyway. It, it still, it played well though. It didn't look bad, you yeah. know, it didn't look messed up. Um, yeah. So this plot, this plasma leak is supposed to, cause further injury and harm to both of you. But now magically a plasma extinguisher appears and they realize, or at least Tuvok believes that this is um, yeah, Janeway kind of helping out, right? Yeah, and that's Paris what Janeway thinks, said. She's gonna start writing. She's gonna try to write. She said that earlier. So now we see mm -hmm. it's, she's, she's having some success. Right. She got him a plasma extinguisher. Right. Yeah. And then they see this message from Janeway to go to the weapons locker. And as they go to the door to head that way, it's Chakotay and Ed Sheeran's cousin are waiting for them 
and and it's completely their their plan is foiled. And then Janeway yeah. realizes now now the no, this is crazy. They're no longer in the bread. Now they're in engineering, where Janeway and, and uh, Torres are working on this, mm-hmm. these rewrites. And sh- they realize that Seska has already outthunk them. She this is a game of chess. Seska has already programmed algorithms to combat Janeway's changes to the um, program. It's basically yeah. going to adapt. Like adapt. if somebody tries mm-hmm. to change Seska's writing. Yeah, she'll like it'll a just virus. Adapt. Yeah, yeah. It'll like it'll, it'll yeah, just exactly. adapt itself. <laughs> look yeah. at the Seska is a virus. I yeah. always thought of that. Look at the parallel to the one. real world right now. Look at this You're right, now. right the, now. The, <laughs> Yeah, the, so crazy. So now they're in the cargo bay, and uh, Janeway is frantically pro- reprogramming everything she can, and she changes the the personality traits of Chakotay's hologram, where he's like, ah, you know what? Do we really need to kill them? Do we really need? And of course, Seska's program overrides well, that, and Seska kills Chakotay right there. Well, it's interesting. So when Seska first decides, let's execute these guys, and yeah. she says to the guards, you know, bring them over here. We're going to execute them. There's a shot of a wide shot that Janeway's looking at, you know, like the surveillance shot or something. Yeah. And, and I saw the guard that has me. He walks me over. And then he's looking down for my mark on the ground. You can see oh. it in the shot. He's like, <laughs> he's like supposed to be the tough guy guard, but you see him like looking at the ground for where should I put Robbie, the actor? Instead, he's helping you. Yeah, he's helping me to make sure he, I get on my mark. So that oh. was sweet of him. Uh, that caught my eye. Martha, yeah. I think your line right before you shot Chakotay should have been, it's not like old times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Taking him out right there. That would well, have been brilliant. When she shoots him, by the way, we yeah. go back to Janeway seeing this on that surveillance shot, and you see Robert kind of fall backwards and jump because clearly the pad that he's falling onto, the you know the the soft pad, so he yeah. doesn't hurt himself, yeah. is right off camera. It was right. another one of those moments of like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely falling onto a pad back there. Yeah, but you're the only one who's going to know that, though. That's Robbie, what I'm no telling else. the people. Yeah. That's our job, Garrett, <laughs> to tell the people. All the secrets revealed. All the secrets of the pad off camera. I want to know your thoughts in that that final scene there. Um, do you remember anything, uh, Martha, in shooting that final shooting Chakotay scene at all? It was all fun in there because lots of stuff yeah. was happening and turns were happening. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I thought it was fun and funny. You yes. Know? We were having a good time. There were, yeah. Wasn't, uh, yeah, we had a really good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. what I... All right. And then, if, and of course, the very, very final, you know, beats of that scene are uh, Tuvok is is uh, basically... No, no, how does this set up? You well, basically well, say, oh, you're going to self-destruct the ship, right? She shoots Chakotay. Yes. I said it's a self-destruct unless he gives me the gun. That's what it was, right. But right she before that, a there's thing. a ship shake because oh, yeah. Janeway... Janeway has added the Rakani. Ah, Rakani attack. Rakani attack. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so the ship shakes and the gun goes down. And that's how yes. um, Chicote right. gets the, uh, or not Chicote, Tuvok. Yeah. Chicote's dead. Uh, Tuvok <laughs> gets the rifle. Right. And um, so now he's got this big phaser rifle. Right. And uh, But then and- he makes that comment. He goes, I'm putting on phasers uh, set, to, set to kill or something. But really, he was setting it to malfunction. Right. That's the little right that's in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's the chess game right there. And so in, instead of having the ship uh, self-destruct, uh, Tuvok relinquishes the phaser rifle to Seska. 
who doesn't know that Tuvok has played the chess game and kind of outplayed her there. And so then we have Martha with her fantastic death that just, it's, it's beautiful. It's poetic. <laughs> Wonderful. I loved it. It looked better than Janeway's death for sure. It was a good, it was a very, it was a very internalized, very yeah. painful death. Yes, yes, it was. Well, I thought it was a better death than my other one, my real one. Yeah. The one where you just went, uh, like a crawl to the baby, crawl to the baby. And then you just, kind oh of like, yeah. Cause that looked like you passed out. It didn't look like you died. I died. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing, right? So you really well. This was a this was a big success. Your death here, and by yeah. the way, Garrett. So yeah. she dies, and then everybody's safe. And then we hear, we hear uh, Harry say to Janeway, who's in engineering. Yeah, or I think maybe even we hear it in the cargo bay. Yeah. Harry goes, "Hey, I've got the transporters back online." Right. Like you've been, <laughs> and I'm like, my first thought is like, dude. Uh, we took care of this. Thanks for the help a little late. Hey, uh, I was working the entire time frantically yeah, because yeah, I was worried about you. For your did you best see the, friend down did there. Did you see the worry on my face? There was I definite did. worry. I did, it was, but like, it was I, a little late, okay? She was, yeah. she was about to kill us. Hey, I don't know that that's going on. All I know is I'm doing my job and I know yeah. that you're going to die and I'm trying yeah. to save your life, okay? Well, All right. thanks for the help a little late. I, uh, <laughs> we're fine. A little bit like a tortoise. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. It was very, very sweet, but a little late. Okay, so the very last scene, Seska's dead. And I love this last scene in the mess hall because all of us are sitting around a table at like a family dinner, um, sharing our characters' thoughts and feelings and, and our relationships. I just love that scene. I was like, why didn't we do this family dinner more often? Why didn't? You know, whether it's at mm. the end of an episode or the middle of an episode or the begin, I don't know. It just feels like Janeway would have made a regular kind of group hangout. Like that would have been a harmless. We wouldn't have all almost died from Seska mm -hmm. with her trying to, you know, get the game finished. Yeah. She could have just invited us to dinner and that would have built a nice community and we wouldn't have been at risk <laughs> with all the all the game playing. So very true. I like the dinner. That's all I'm going to say. I wish you, you, have to, you have to tear the kids away from the games. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Dinner. Yes, <laughs> Janeway should know that. Like, put, by, the game, now. put the video games down, the holodeck yeah. games down, and come have a nice dinner with the family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's my theme for uh, this episode. Star Trek writers don't like getting notes from the actors. That's my theme. Wow. <laughs> huh. I think this was a big shot at writers getting notes from anybody. Mm -hmm. And I know Ken Biller spun it in a nice way of, oh, this is the creative process. And it was fun and all. But I think that's what that was my big takeaway was like, okay. oh, yeah, right. you guys really don't like getting notes from actors or other creative people. OK, that's my theme. All right. This so is my lesson. You? My lesson, my lesson yeah. from this episode is that the writers should never have killed off Seska because of how good she is a good lesson. as a recurring character. Yeah. She should have stayed with us for the entire run of this series because you're, you know, Seska has been one of the fan favorites from day one. People love Seska and, and just the way you played Seska was so spot on that killing you off was so stupid. That's my That's lesson. a good lesson. Okay. Good lesson. Okay. Martha, any thoughts? Closing my, thoughts? my lesson was you, you really need to learn and use the delete button. 
Which <laughs> <laughs> is what Tuvok should have done to his damn, his damn yep. you know, instructional thing. <laughs> but he yeah. learned that. Yeah, he, he, right. No, he, he sure didn't. Really did. get in enough trouble. <laughs> I I, and uh, and to piggyback on your idea, here's another lesson I learned. A theme yeah. is that um, when you put something on your computer, you never know who's going to look at it. So yeah. be careful. That's, That's a nice. good look. Tuvok put this. He thought it was a secret program, and it got looked at. And, and Seska got it encrypted, with. not him. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. That is right. All right, nice. guys. Well, that was fun. That was a wonderful. Uh, yeah, thank you again to Martha Hackett for joining oh. us for our recap and discussion of worst case scenario. Thank you, Martha. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Martha. It's always fun to see you guys. Yeah, um, guys, join us next week when Robbie and I will be discussing the final episode of season three, Scorpion. Part one.